Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the Declaration for today, November the 23rd, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Kaf, Ga, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might, and the spirit of counsel. The Declaration today reads this, May we be a physical demonstration and manifestation of no greater love, John 15, 13. The divine dance of ever-increasing glory and the perfection of our love spiraling, discovering the treasure of the depths of who we are. The most powerful tool revealed, a mind not deceived by its own imaginations, a renewed, humbled mind united with Holy Ghost. Now this first part of the Declaration today, may we be a physical demonstration and manifestation of no greater love. And you guys have heard me talk about this before, particularly in the perspective when I talk about the diamond of Yahweh. And I love I love the perspective that Yahweh gave me when he, he allowed me the opportunity to, to see this diamond. I don't think I've ever really told you guys the story about how Yahweh first showed me this diamond. And it began one time when I was when I was looking over this place of darkness and I was at a distance and I saw a puzzle piece that was sitting before me. And the puzzle piece was almost translucent. I could see inside of the puzzle piece because it really wasn't about the picture that was on the top. It was about what was inside of the piece of the puzzle itself that was the most important part. And as I looked, it looked as if there was these this this network, this myriad of of what I called filaments at the time that would run across from the right to the left, top to the bottom, diagonally going each direction. And so it looked like a big, huge mesh of of like light filaments that I could distinguish each individual filament. But yet at the same time, it was extremely bright. And so I, I, I began to ponder, Yahweh, what is this that I'm looking at? And, and as I did, I, I leaned in just a little and instantly Yahweh took me to the place where I stood right in front of one of those filaments. As I was looking at the filament, I began to realize that what I was looking at was light, pure light, but it was liquid light. In other words, I could see it pulsating inside of that now I called a vessel. It looked to me like a blood vessel, almost like an arterial blood vessel, because I could see the pumping of the blood. And this blood, instead of being blood, is in red, but it was it was light instead. So it was a blood, blood vessel of light. And I was sitting there watching it for a few moments, and I noticed that, that there were many, many sparkles that seemed to be, you know, kind of illuminating themselves from the inside. And it would just kind of almost shine like a like a, a twinkling star kind of a scene if you if you would go there and I remember thinking well I wonder what those little twink those little spots are those little bright spots that keep popping up or the twinkles that keep keep showing up and so instinctively I just reached my hand in and grabbed a hold of one and pulled it out and when I did it was a beautiful diamond and I sat there mesmerized by it because I was I was looking at the diamond and I could, I could twist it just a little bit and the, the reflection and the refraction of the light across the diamond was just absolutely beautiful. One of the most purest and most, I don't know, just reflective and, and, and colorful and, and beautiful diamond I'd ever seen. But I noticed something that was a little bit different about this one because as I looked into the center, 
I saw a light emanating from the center of the diamond. And as I pondered on that, I, 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 looked, though I looked more and more intently. I felt drawn into the diamond itself. And as I did, I went, I kept going down and down and down into this, into this light. And it kind of funny, just a little funny part of this, because about halfway down there, I, I kind of got this feeling, uh, well, wait a minute, everybody says don't go towards the light. <laughs> anyway, I knew in this case, Yahweh was about ready to show me something. And so I was excited about what was about ready to happen. It was just one of those giggle things that, that Yahweh and I have sometimes when we're, when, when he's taking me somewhere and showing me something. When I got to the center, I knew that what I was looking at was the face of Almighty Yahweh. And the moment I recognized that, he took me back out to where I was holding the diamond again. And then he, only thing, the only thing he said to me after I had seen this was the fact that I am one of the facets. And that's all he said. Daniel, you are one of the facets of this diamond. And I began to ponder that over the next the next few days and over the next few weeks, I began to realize that what Yahweh was saying was that if I am one of the diamonds, that each one of us are also facets of that diamond. And I began to see how, how in the light of Almighty Yahweh, we have this, this place of the reflection, the reflection, refraction of his light as it bounces off each one of us. And it causes that that beautiful sparkle, that seven colors of the rainbow, the seven colors of the spirits of the Lord that bounce around each and every one of us. And I began to realize that everyone in the world was a part of that diamond. And that, that as I looked into the facets of other people, as I looked into their faces, as I looked into each one, those who were saved, those who are unsaved, it doesn't matter. You see, Yahweh has, his word has said, that he has given us all a measure of faith. Whether it be whether we be saved or whether we be unsaved, he has given us all a measure of faith. In that place of that measure of faith, Yahweh has given each one of us his light inside of us. There's always this place inside of us that cries. We may some may fill it with other things, some may fill it with, you know, their own desires and that sort of thing to try to quench that thirst, quench that fire that's inside but nothing can quench the fire that is Almighty Yahweh. And so as, as, I, as I began to see this, I began to realize that in this place of, of, of really looking into the faces of others and seeing, I could look past the external aspect. I could look, to, look past the, the one who was, was cursing me out or angry with me and smile and know that what I was looking at was the face of Almighty Yahweh himself. And if I think about it that way, then I also have to think about it, oh, wait a minute. As I approach, I must approach as a king. Now, I know this is kind of a hard, and sometimes it's taken me even sometimes to be able to, to work this out in the natural, because there's sometimes that, that things happen and people make me angry. And although I don't get angry very often, it, there, there, are, there are things that pop up. But then I remember that I'm looking to the face of Yahweh and I, and I have to stop and say, okay, let me approach each and every one with protocol. Let me approach each and every one with honor. You see, no greater love has no man than he lay down his life for his friend. Now, we, we immediately think about that in the, in the perspective of, of Yeshua. And yes, that is one of the most beautiful expressions of that particular scripture. The fact that Yeshua laid down his life 
for us, his friends, his sons, the sons of, of Almighty Yahweh, he being our big brother. But see, at the same time, no greater love hath no man than he lay down his life for his friends. In other words, in the place where I lay down my own honor and my own place of, of, of realizing that I too am a king, then I can approach someone as that king and, the, and honor them in the king that they are, whether they're saved or whether they're not saved. I know that seems like a crazy thought, but is that not laying down your life for a friend and loving them beyond even what their ability maybe to, to love at that moment? Even their ability to be able to, to give anything? When we lay our own flesh down, we will lay our own desires down, when we lay everything about us down and approach one as being that of a son, a king, an heir, and a priest, whether they, whether we see it from the outside or not, that is totally irrelevant. We approach them in that place of that honor. You see, this is the place of the ever-increasing glory and the perfection of our love, our love for one another. Father, they may be one as you and I are one, John 17. Us in them and them in us. This is the perfection of our love spiraling and discovering the treasures of the depths of who we are, who each and every one of us are. You see what I'm saying? There is a treasure in each one of us that is crying out to be shared with the other. It's the connecting together. It's the coming together of the suns. It's the suns rising up in the earth to be who we Yahweh has always called us to be. And that time is not sometime in the future. That time is right now. You do understand that. This is the time. Suns are rising right now. Suns are rising and you are rising. You may not see it. There may be a veil and that a veil of religion that may have be, be blocking and, and not being able to see. But that veil is that nothing more than that. It's a veil of religion. Rip down that veil of religion and begin to see suns are rising. We have rise. We are rising now. We have risen. You see, the most powerful tool revealed is a mind not deceived by its own imaginations. Well, you know, it's funny because I've had people tell ask me about that. And and the, the fact that we you even ask that question is one to let you know that you're not deceived by your own imaginations because you would never go into that place of, of allowing yourself that kind of deception. But we are a renewed, humbled mind united with the Holy Ghost. Music.